Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Purdy Insurance. Visit Purdy Insurance on Market Street in Sunbury or visit online at purdyinsurance.com. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Good afternoon, everybody, and happy Monday. It is the Steve Jones Show, News Radio 1070 WKOK. Matt Catrillo back here with you. Steve will soon be there from the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. And, of course, every Monday show brought to you by our good friends at Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury, or go to purdyinsurance.com. Home, auto, life, business, all your latest insurance needs. They got you covered, the Purdy's, great people, as they always are. Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Oh, go to purdyinsurance.com. What a championship Sunday we've got in the NFL. I love it when you're going to get two great games, and either way, you're going to get a tremendous Super Bowl matchup. Brady and Rodgers, and then you've got the Chiefs and the Bills in the championship game. For the first time since 94. High drama there, but of course, with just the Bills alone. And then we'll be keeping an eye all week on Patrick Mahomes' health. And that's kind of where I want to start. I want to start with the Browns and the Chiefs. Before we get to the Mahomes injury, Andy Reid and that coaching staff have just taken another level for me. As if I didn't think they can get any more innovative, creative, gutsy enough. That fourth and goal, that fourth and one, fourth and inches play at the end of the game. That That is as big stones as you can get right there for Andy Reid. Nobody sees it coming. I think you're just going to draw the, try to draw the Browns offside, and then boom. Tyreek Hill, first down. I thought Tony Romo's call was amazing after he kind of butchered the Chad Henney run that was nearly for the first down to play before. And I've got that audio. We'll try to play that a little bit later. But I thought that was amazing. And now Andy Reid continues to build himself as a Hall of Fame coach, if he wasn't already, now that he's finally got a Super Bowl ring. Second time where he's taken a franchise to three three straight conference championship games at home. That's just an amazing accomplishment for him. So that's kind of my biggest takeaway there is the Chiefs coaching staff taking just another level of leading that offense and putting that offense in good spots to win. And as far as the Pat Mahomes hit goes, I didn't see it live. I was at Bucknell doing the women's game, but I did, I've did. i seen a bunch of replays since, and I don't think that was a dirty hit. At first, I wasn't even sure if that... I wasn't thinking concussion at first because of the way he went down awkwardly, but 
I can see why because his head kind of got slammed to the turf and actually hit the head. Uh, I think it was Miles Miles Garrett or whoever it was on the Browns' hand there at the end. That's unfortunate. But I think it was encouraging to hear from Andy Reid that he seems to be okay. But we'll definitely keep an eye on that, Steve, throughout the week with Pat oh, Mahomes. He's fine. <laughs> Seriously. It'll be a big story all week. Big story. He's fine. He'll play. He'll play. He'll play well. Uh, as great a call as it was at the end of the game, I could not believe they ran him on that play. I mean, as soon as they snapped, he started running the option. I thought, oh, God, don't run that play. You don't want him getting belted unnecessarily. When you want Mahomes running, you want it where there's some open field and, you know, there's some room to operate. If he needs to slide, he can slide. If he needs to get out of bounds, get out of bounds because he's a brilliant runner. Uh, but you don't want him getting hit, and that was that play led to an unnecessary hit. The call at the end of the game with Henny was just that was a great call. I mean, that, that was a phenomenal call. You know, you want to know why it's a phenomenal call? Okay, not because they made it. Okay, obviously making it makes it phenomenal. But you know what? What makes a great call to me? That's a coach understanding how how what he's seeing in front of him. Absolutely. All right. Two elements. In other words, what he's seeing in front of him is this: Cleveland has been seizing the momentum of the game. And at this point, how much of a difference does it make the way the game is being played if Cleveland's got 50 yards versus 80 to get there because of the way the game's being played? My defense is hanging in there. Uh, and But that's, at that point, they're hanging in there. And then personnel-wise, what's the situation with Cleveland personnel-wise? Who's not in the game? Denzel Ward. Not in the game. Got hurt. So in other words, Cleveland is now to its backup corner. That's so it's looking at the game saying, okay, I can see what's happening in front of me. I'm uneasy about it. They've got their top corner out. That means they can't lock up my top wide out on their corner. And my quarterback can make this play. So they made the call. It's a great call. The option play with Mahomes, terrible call. I mean, even if he made the first down, I don't care. I don't want him getting unnecessarily hit. If he's running, I want him running in an ad-lib situation, not in something like that. I was like, oh, that is not. I mean, as soon as he started running, I thought, boy, that's not a great call. Before he even got hit. Then the then the Brady Breeze thing yesterday on the History Channel <laughs> uh, was interesting as well. Look, Breeze, uh, as we said, Breeze has not been playing well of late. He can't get the ball downfield. Although the biggest play of the game was the Cook fumble. I mean that. I mean you could talk about the interception by White and the whole thing. No, no. The biggest play of the game was the Cook fumble. New Orleans is driving. They're going to take the lead. They're driving. That plays a good play, and then he, you know, and he, he he fumbles. But here's the reality of it to me as I'm watching this. 
I am getting sick and tired of people making excuses for, for what we're seeing out there. To be honest with you, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say I ever played quarterback in my life. I didn't. But Tom Brady did not play great yesterday. And any time that there was a mistake made by Brady, it was the receiver ran the route, rounded the route. That receiver, and this was that was uh, that was Godwin, right? Or uh, for Breeze, he didn't run it shallow enough. He started taking it upfield. Okay, or Godwin who's not Shaquille O'Neal, reaches out and almost makes an absolutely remarkable game. What a great throw. That's not a great throw. He missed him. <laughs> he missed him by a yard and a half. That's a miss. The receiver almost bailed him out. Well, Godwin had a couple of drops last week. That's a drop? How about putting the ball... I mean, the longest pass play Brady made yesterday, the receiver, was it more... Number 10? Oh, no, um, Scott Miller. Scott Miller. Honest to goodness. I mean, it reminded me of the movie Major League early in the movie when Wesley Snipes is trying to steal second. And the shortstop's like, come on, come on, because <laughs> he came up short. I mean, I, mean, he, I thought he was going to call a fair catch. <laughs> <laughs> That's not. A, he's, he's way behind the defender. That's not a good throw. Come on. I mean, all serious. I mean, Brady did not play well yesterday. I didn't think Brady played well against Washington either. I don't. I think Brady has not really played great in either of the two playoff games. He's played well enough, but he hasn't played well. How about that? He's played well enough, but he hasn't played well. And I'm getting sick and tired of him getting mad at other people. Like, well, you, 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 hey, how about like Tom? You throw the ball to where he is. Let's try that. He is right now. He is surrounded with the best receiver talent he's had in his career: Godwin, Evans, Brown, Gronkowski. Backup tight end's pretty good too. Right, not bad. And honest to goodness, he should be throwing for over 300 yards a game. And he's not. You can say that for his whole season, to be honest with you. I mean, look, and I, I have praised Brady up one side and down the other. I have praised him up one side down the other. And he has made a tremendous difference in this offense. You've gone from a 30-touchdown, 30-interception quarterback to one that does minimize mistakes and still gets production. Okay, So, I mean, Brady has been phenomenal for them, taking them from an also-ran to making making the NFC Championship game. That's the difference he has made. So no getting around it. But that's not to say that he is playing at a, a high level. He did not play against a high level against Washington, and he didn't play at a high level yesterday. And I know Tampa Bay blew out Green Bay the first time. I know that. They blew him out the first time. And White being back on defense made a huge difference yesterday for the Tampa Bay defense. Gigantic difference. No getting around it. 
But uh, and then Lamar Jackson made the single worst throw of the weekend. He first of all, he's throwing into a double and missed the third guy. <laughs> so let's start with the decision. The decision you cannot be enamored with the decision to start with, let alone the third guy being there. He's throwing into double coverage. With a third guy underneath, he never saw it. Like, holy mackerel. But, I mean, Josh Allen didn't play that great. Baker Mayfield didn't play that great. Rodgers played great. <laughs> I mean, he really did. Yeah, and Goff played careful but smart. In the end, they needed something a little more dynamic. They didn't get dynamic from golf, but they got careful but smart. You didn't have what you'd call, except for Roger. Rogers was, Rogers was phenomenal in that game. Really was. And it was, you know, and I felt bad for Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald, who's a uh, one of those generational defensive linemen who really he uses his hands like a linebacker does. I mean, really, I mean, to go with that speed, strength that he has, he uses his hands like a linebacker. It's really marvelous to watch him play the game. But, of course, with the problem he had with his core, Green Bay singled him. Now, did Aaron Donald hurt his team by playing Saturday? No. Did he help his team by playing Saturday? No. It just turned out he was another guy out there. And that's not, obviously, it's not him. It's not him. Hey, Todd Bowles being interviewed for your job, huh? 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 I'm more concerned about the Patriots OC apparently being the lead candidate. Not pleased with that one bit. All right. So... Since you're concerned about all this, I'm going to give you a chance during the break to think about this question. Okay. Since you don't, since since you don't like anybody, and it sounds like you just don't like anybody. I mean, you can't stand me. Uh, <laughs> I told you my two candidates that I like, and only one of them has been interviewed so far. Well, we'll find out which two meet your seal of approval. As if the Eagles are worried about that. Here on News Radio 1070 WKLK, brought to you by Purdy Insurance. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Mirth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all 
applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Oh, there is a play. Henny rolling out, throws it. Hill! And the Chiefs are heading to the AFC Championship game. Only Andy Reid gets it shot on a fourth of an inch. And throws the ball with a quarterback. There's no way. He shocked everybody. I mean, that is impossible. I've never seen it. And Tyreek Hill, no one thinks you're snapping it. Well, Tony Romo loved it. That was awesome. Well, I think that's the last thing anybody expected is they would snap it. Especially with the backup quarterback in the game. Hey. You know, sometimes you'll get phenomenal calls like that where it's like it's the last thing you expected. Uh, I'll go, I'll, you know, Notre Dame fans, longtime Notre Dame fans, are, uh, uh, I think, will remember when I talk about this play. When Notre Dame beat Alabama for the national championship in 1974, the 73 season, where Penn State inexplicably was undefeated and finished fifth. I mean, excuse me. Was there hard liquor in the room when you guys were voting? I mean, with a. <laughs> Just asking. Um, but Notre Dame was backed up on its one-yard line. Tom Clements was the quarterback. Uh, I do not remember the name of the starting tight end on that team. Um, he was a really good player. But the backup tight end was a guy named Robin Weber. And Clements went back to pass from his own end zone and hit Weber for like a 37-yard play. And it's like, that's it, the game's over. Bear Bryant loses, Notre Dame's going to win. And he sat back, oh, what a call that was. That took a little schutzpah. <laughs> um, I mean, sometimes you'll get a call like that. That was one of those kind of calls. You're sitting there yesterday, and I think you had a coach, and Andy Reid is looking at the game saying, my defense is hanging on now at this point. So does it matter whether it's the 50 or if it's the 20? We're hanging on. I need to end this thing now. So he came up with a play. Plus Denzel Ward's out of the game. So the matchup was favorable for that play because Cleveland's going to have a lesser player in there that's going to play off. Phenomenal. Loved it. Great to have you with us. Matt Leon, next half hour. We're going to talk about the Eagles coaching situation. Matt hates everybody. <laughs> Except two people. The enemy, Deuce. What's, I don't understand the fascination with Deuce Staley. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Purdy Insurance. Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. 
auto, home, life, business insurance, and they'll save you money wherever they can. Maybe bundles will save you money. They can make work whatever fits your needs. That is Purdy Insurance. Market Street in Sunbury, go to purdyinsurance.com. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford Lincoln Kia Hyundai, great new inventory. Fabulous pre-owned inventory. Sales staff that works with you. And... A service department that backs it all up. It's all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. All right. The Eagles coaching situation. Matt stays up at night. <laughs> Concerned. About it. Every night you're up, you're concerned. I worry about you. Pacing back and forth, who's going to be the coach, what mistake will they make? Because you are prepared to make a mistake. You're prepared for your team to make a mistake. I can tell. You are waiting for them to foul this thing up. You're waiting to jump on this show and scream to the heavens that they fouled it up because you are overwrought with anger. (laughs) At the rate we're going right now, yeah. (laughs) Have I described your personal situation any better? (laughs) Yes. <laughs> with that, we bring in the voice of reason from Philadelphia, Matt Leon. Sir, welcome. Great to have you with us. Our connection's frozen up at the moment. Well, then pick up the phone and call him back. <laughs> Which basically describes the, uh, illustrates the Eagles coaching situation right now. Oh. Oh, the heck. Well, just let me know when we have Matt on the line, then we'll bring him back in. Jeremy Pruitt fired as the head football coach at Tennessee after an in-house investigation about alleged recruiting improprieties. Also retiring will be athletic director Philip Fulmer. Uh, Pruitt there three years. At one point, they did have an eight-game winning streak, which then, when they played Georgia, disintegrated. The other part, too, about this is that his buyout was $12.5 million. He will not get the buyout because he's been fired, quote, with cause. And Philip Fulmer, who's been the athletic director the last three years, is going to retire. This is all part of the upheaval that has been the Tennessee situation in recent years. And Tennessee has not been able to find any solid footing since the late 90s. 
it's interesting they turned to Rick Barnes in men's basketball, and he kind of got them on steady in the basketball program. But it has not happened in football. And today, Jeremy Pruitt, who was supposed to be the one to lead them to the promised land after leaving the Alabama staff, is no longer there. And it all surrounds starting with Amarius Mims, the number three offensive tackle in the country. I don't know what's the difference between three and four. I don't know. You'd have to ask some genius. And eventually Mims signed with Georgia. Then also they sat their running back out the last game of the season, who was a big part of their win over Indiana in the bowl game last year, and they never said why he sat out. Pruitt's replacement is going to be Tennessee's sixth different head coach since Fuller Fulmer. When Fulmer was fired at the end of the 2008 season. Wow. It's a fourth different coaching change in the SEC. Now, I thought, now this is different because it was an investigation. But I thought there would be less movement because of buyouts during a pandemic. Again, because of buyouts. He is the fourth different head coach to lose his job in the SEC to go with Gus Malzahn of Auburn, Derek Mason of Vanderbilt, Will Muschamp of South Carolina. Did we get Matt yet? Yes, we are ready now. Wonderful. Well, we'll turn our attention from the Tennessee coaching situation to the one where Matt is anxiously awaiting answers from Matt Leon in Philadelphia. Matt, welcome back. Great to have you with us. Great to be with you. All right. Um, So where is the coaching search today for the Philadelphia Eagles? I understand what Todd Bowles is the next one to toss his hat into the ring. Yeah, there it sounds like they've set up a virtual call with him. Um, I have seen nothing official, but I think it's possible you see them do the same thing with Eric Bieniemy yeah. uh, of, of the Chiefs. Um, right now, given just stuff I've read, not based on any inside information, it appears Josh McDaniels is the leader in the clubhouse. Okay. Um, but we'll see. I, uh, I don't. Josh McDaniels would seem to be an odd fit. Um, I guess you could point to his work with quarterbacks in the hopes that he could connect with Carson Wentz, but I don't know. It just it it seems like like I said, it seems like an odd fit. But I also I don't know how uh, attractive this Eagles job is right now. Um, so I think you had one gentleman, the offense coordinator from Buffalo, who said he wasn't interested in it, and. Uh, we'll see, but uh, I would not have thought Josh McDaniels would be a serious consideration here when this all started. All right, is it an, uh, a difficult job because of interference from the top? I think it's a difficult job on many levels. To that question, yes. Uh, I think it's become very apparent uh, from tea leave reading, straight out reading, that Doug Peterson didn't have a lot of the say that you would think a head coach, let alone a Super Bowl winning head coach, would have. Um, 
So there is no reason to think, considering that Jeffrey Lurie went out of his way to not criticize Howie Roseman, uh, the general manager, during his uh, recent press availability. There's no reason to think that is going to change. And aside from that, the team's a mess. I mean, the roster is old. It's not very talented. It's over the salary cap. They haven't been able to draft consistently for five years. Uh, It's a mess. The quarterback situation, you know, they're paying millions of dollars and they've tied up high draft picks in in quarterbacks, and I don't think you could make the argument that the 2021 starter is not even on the roster. So it's it's a mess on many levels. Um, But I I think a lot of the – Doug Peterson had a lot of cachet around the the league and – you know, he just won the Super Bowl three years ago, and not for nothing, they were terrible this year. And we can talk about how the division sunk and all that, but he made the playoffs three years in a row, uh, and had won four playoff games over those three years. Um, so uh, to see him get fired, I think, had a lot of people kind of scratching their heads and kind of makes people wonder what they would be walking into in this job and I think it's a very fair question and criticism while being a fair question and criticism which by the way it is there are 7 billion people on the planet there are only 32 of these jobs right no and that's that's (laughs) the point as much as you talk about how unattractive the job is it is one of only 32 but uh, I think if you're a I mean there are some guys who I think might actually say no in the idea of, of hitting, sitting out, being a head coach until next year, thinking that better opportunities would open up. Right. Um, and, you know, maybe, you know, we look at it from the other, but maybe Josh McDaniels is, is the best they can do. Although I really, I don't know. I, I, maybe I'm in the minority. I think his, his work is vastly overrated and, you look a guy who I you know somebody put this uh, on Twitter a guy who burned bridges in Denver burned bridges with the Colts not ta- you know taking a job and then not taking right. it although it ended up I think working out better for the Colts because they got Frank Reich right. um, you know was you we could talk about talent with the Patriots but the last two years the Patriots offense has not been good I don't know exactly what he brings to the table, except he's a name that's been in the cycle for, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten years now as a head coach. So, you know, I, I don't know. (laughs) No, I mean, nobody knows. And, and sometimes you go opposite of what you had. Doug Peterson was quote, an offensive coach. Todd Mm -hmm. Bowles is a defensive coach. Right. Sometimes you go the opposite of what you had before. That's, I mean, that's, a lot of times that is the hire. I had a dis- yeah, no, I, I had a disciplinarian. Now I've got a looser guy. I, I had a looser guy. Now I got a disciplinarian. Yeah, and he, well, the one thing I, that people seem to coalesce around, specifically with McDaniel's, is the hope that he can fix Carson Wentz. Um, but I don't know how strong the Wentz situation is in the locker room. Uh, you know, because the whole thing, and I, I don't know how many times I've said this to you. If you had all the confidence in the world with Carson Wentz, why in the world did you draft Jalen Hurts? I know. Like there's there is not a there there is not a way that that can be explained under the same management. 
Now, if there was a whole new front office and they drafted Jalen Hurts, okay, they want their guy. Makes total sense. Sure. But one, the front office gave a, a max extension to Carson Wentz, and I don't know, eighteen months, twelve years, twelve months later, they go and spend a second round pick on Jalen Hurts. Why? It just doesn't. It, that seems to me to be that's that's grounds for dismissal right there. That you've tied up that much in that position, and you probably you might not have the guy who's the guy on the roster. But I'm just a broken down radio guy. What do I know? <laughs> well, that's not true. <laughs> All right, but uh, now let's go to the. Sometimes it's the move you don't make is the best move. Which now I've transitioned to the Philadelphia 76ers. What did you think about the fact that? Daryl Morey's mere presence may have saved the franchise from getting James Harden. Yeah, I, that was another one. I mean, James Harden puts up great numbers, and but I didn't think it was a fit here. Uh, I, I just I don't want to say it didn't make sense, but when you look at what Brooklyn gave up and what the Sixers would have had to give up, I, I don't. And I'm always wary. And you never know what the whole story is on the other side. But I'm always wary of guys who like blatantly push themselves out of situations. And you know, Harden showing up a little bit out of shape and some of the things he said. There's a party that kind of wonders, well, what's to say he wouldn't do that here if things went if things weren't all he hoped to be? Uh, once you kind of set that precedent, it's hard to come back from it so me personally I was kind of glad they didn't do it I think it would have it just would have taken too much in, as far as young players probably Ben Simmons and you know you look at the draft pick haul they gave up uh, it would have been a lot I can understand you know Joel Embiid's in his prime and you know you want to try to win now but I think there's other ways you could do that without gutting yourself for a decade I look I, I... I don't think that he plays the kind of game that that wins the ultimate prize for you. Well, and I, I think that he, you know he hasn't won anything. I mean, right. have the Rockets even gotten to the conference finals with uh, him? Uh, with Golden State, yeah, they played Golden State, didn't they? In the okay. conference final, I believe. But you know, there's not the lot. There's not the the line of postseason success that you know makes you say, "Oh, well." We we got to get this guy. I mean, phenomenal score, you know, puts up a puts up great numbers, turns the ball over a lot, you know. Is too uh, is too ball centric. Yeah, I just I, I think the Sixers might have been like kind of to your point. The Sixers were probably saved from themselves because I don't I don't know that it would have worked. I was not in favor. Uh, Flyers open. I got a chance to watch the game with the Pens uh, and. Again, the uh, they look like they've you know it's maybe a fifty six game season, but they look like they've got something in the tank here. It looked like a pretty good team to me. Yeah, now they lost Sean Couturier for at least a couple weeks, and that's really big, especially so, in a short season. It is yes. Yeah, and you kind of saw it in that Penguins game. Was it was I think you know the the Flyers jump out three nothing in the first eight twelve minutes. Uh, and then once Couturier goes out, it's a completely different game. So, you know, that'll be something they'll have to manage. I think you've seen at least two weeks. I've read a couple places, probably four. Uh, so that's significant. But, no, and this is kind of, 
you know, you saw the Flyers playing at a very high level before everything shut down last year. Yes. Um, they weren't quite the same when everything came back, uh, you know, and they lost in the second round of the playoffs. But uh, yeah, I think there's reason to be cautiously optimistic, but it's really going to be interesting to see how they adjust without Couturier because that's a huge loss here over the next few weeks. JT Real Muto, stay go. Um, I would have said a couple weeks ago, go. Um, the arrow's starting to point a little bit towards stay now. Agreed. Um, I think you've seen a lot of other teams make their big moves. Um, I don't know that there's a lot of cabbage left in the field. And if the Phillies are ready to offer what some of the numbers I've seen, uh, then I, I think it's – I would probably say 55-45 at this point he stays, which – is about an eighty percent increase from what I would have said a few weeks ago. My friend, thanks so much. Always appreciate you very much. Thank you very much. Take care. Hi, this is Season from Purdy Insurance. Twenty twenty one has begun, and this is the perfect time to make sure you're protecting what matters most. Whether it be you, your family, or your business, we have the experience and knowledge you need to help navigate through the process. Our office remains available to service our new and current clients by phone at 570-286-5855, by email, and by appointment. Purdy Insurance, what can we do for you? Glad to have you with us on the show today, brought to you by Purdy Insurance. Mark of Tree and Sunbury go to purdyinsurance.com. So Matt wants a head coach that has zero coordinator experience. He's my number two. I still want the enemy, which they haven't, and looks like they may not even uh, talk to him now, which is just beyond idiotic when you've got this thing called Zoom. Well, I don't think they're allowed to until after until after this weekend. No, the NFL allowed um, the enemy to talk to the Texans. So I can't well, imagine the Eagles it. wouldn't be allowed to do that. He was allowed to talk to them because they weren't playing. Right, that had been the rule, but I guess the NFL... Yeah, but they, but they weren't playing the opening weekend. Oh, I see. Yeah. Now, between the championship game in the Super Bowl, you're not playing that weekend. Right, so that maybe that could be another possibility if they even extended that long. Well, it doesn't matter right now if you have a head coach in the NFL. It doesn't matter. You're not playing. Combine, the combine or whatever version there is is still weeks away. Free agency is weeks away. The draft is months away. So on this particular day, doesn't matter if you have a head coach. Unless it unless you feel it's important that you call Carson Wentz and soothe his ego. Well, when it comes to that, the organization pretty much has nobody to blame but themselves for the most part. Minus a few things on Carson's end, which is very concerning, come out come out of those reports this weekend. <laughs> you guys live in a soap opera world. That's the way this organization's <laughs> been, except for 
a season and a half. Or two seasons, I should say. Two seasons. He made the playoffs three straight years. Exactly. And then we've come to this. It's just the way the organization is. I wouldn't have fired him. I told you that. I wouldn't have fired him. That just... I'm never crazy about moves that just scream a panic. The worst way to run any organization is panic. And the worst way to run any organization is to sit there, I wonder what the outside world thinks. I don't care. (laughs) You got to do what's best for you. Mark Wolverich next half hour. Great to have you with us on the show today.